Welcome to Discurious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. Already. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a very interesting time. It is an interesting time. We're coming off Season 4, Episode 10, yep. The Rise, 51st All-Valley Karate Tournament Championship, yep. Triumphant. We have new champions. Who's our champions? Eli and Tori. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, Grand Champion Dojo, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Still the – no. <laughs> Still the baddest name for a dojo. <laughs> you love doing Daryl. Well, I was going to wait to do this, but it feels like the time was right. And I talked about it in the last episode. And I did a lot of research in that All Valley, going back and spot checking in the movie and getting everything together. And I thought, this is interesting. And today – we're going to break down one amazing championship, and that is All-Valley Karate Champion Daniel LaRusso, 1984. This is basically his road to a champion, yeah. how he became the karate kid. Had he lost, he might not be the karate kid. Mm-hmm. He's just the guy that stood up for himself, and he's just not good enough. But no, he sure. does win. He was triumphant. And so I was going back through it thinking, man, All-Valley has changed, Sal. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the All-Valley from the 80s, yes. and we're in a whole new era. But it was interesting to see, A, how many times he fought to win the title, how many Cobra Kais he bested. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's some little things that I was still discovering. I thought, oh my gosh, let's just do an episode. Let's just do this. And then I get in the weeds. I'm like hours into research going, oh no, what have I done? There's so much in here. I have like play by play, Sal. That's how much this is broken down. Oh yeah. And and I really admire and respect tournament style fighting. I think I say me. Oh, I, of course, I respect you and admire you. Absolutely. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Pay me later. But let me tell you something, because for one thing, one thing fighters do, most fight fans know this, but you know, one thing fighters do is they study their opponents beforehand. Yes, right. Watching tape. Right. Hell, seeing them in person fighting. There's no tape on LaRusso. Well, that's a whole other story, but in a tournament style, you can't watch tape on everybody and study everybody because no. you don't know who you're going to fight. No. Which makes it that much more dangerous. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi could have seen tape of, I was going to say William Zabka, of Johnny Lawrence from his previous wins. Mm, like, oh, yeah, or this, this guy is Hang on. Is it entirely possible Miyagi sat in the stands oh, he of Johnny's win in 83? Yeah. Or 82. Wow. Yeah. Or 81 when he lost to Vidal in the quarters. Wow. But anyway, this is a deep dive. Now, this is through Daniel's lens. Like, we're only following Daniel. This isn't all Valley, every fight that's going on. No, it's no. just Daniel. In fact, I went so far into my minutia and my, you know, details that I have like right punch, left punch, right kick, left yeah. kick. I'm probably just going to avoid the right left to abbreviate this sum. Yeah. I may say it every now and again. So if I'm, if I'm ever questioned, I got it ready. I mean, it took me a while because some of the camera work is so close and tight. You can't tell what's going on. It's like watching Transformers 2. Like, mm-hmm. is what's going on? You're desensitized to it. Yes. But it's incredibly done. I have a whole new found respect because I haven't seen this movie in a while. Well, that's not true. I haven't studied the All Valley from the Karate Kid in a while. Yeah, yeah. And so if you go back and you should do this too at some point, watch it again. You see like, yeah, they're really taking hits. They're really going after it. I don't think there's a lot of stunt people in a lot of these scenes that I was watching. 
So yeah, it's not one of those things where you can uh, put skeleton masks over stunt people and have them right. Do the work. Now that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yes, and this was the pre-digital era. So yeah, I think that a lot of the stunts themselves do have to befall upon the actual actors. Yeah, back in this era for sure. Well, we talked a lot before we did our usual sponsor insertion here, and let's do that, and then we will delve into this episode once and for all. Let's do it. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. All right. So here we go, Sal. Daniel LaRusso played by Ralph Macchio, his path to becoming the Karate Kid and becoming the All-Valley Karate Champion of 1984. Nice. And just to be specific, this is not his path to becoming the Karate Kid from the time he leaves Jersey, right? We're not going back that far. No, just this moment, All-Valley. I mean, maybe he was the Karate Kid without an All-Valley, but... You know, maybe, because Miyagi trained him, and he knows a lot of stuff, and he's a prodigy, as you always say. So maybe he could be donned the Karate Kid. But I think All Valley just kind of elevated him to a new high. And, you know, listen, he became LaRusso Auto Group extraordinaire business owner because of this tournament. Life changer. Interesting. This tournament. That's right. There would be no LaRusso Auto Group were it not for this tournament. Probably not. Wow. So we open in the locker room. When Dutch, Jimmy, Bobby, Tommy, Johnny walk in. And Johnny's kind of in the background. He's not really provoking, which is no. cool. Yeah. And Dutch pushes Daniel. So this is almost the first fight. <laughs> and they're ready to square up Sal until our favorite referee played by... Pat E. Johnson. Love this guy. Comes in, breaks it up. Yes. No Mr. Miyagi. He's not around. Or Ali. What does Dutch say here in this scene? Dutch says, make a move. Make a move. He also says, points or no points, you're dead meat. Man, he's ready to go. Yeah, he was possessing this scene. It was like, make a move, make a move. He wanted him to touch him. You know, he wants to throw down. Why is Dutch so angry? Yeah, he didn't lose his girlfriend to Daniel. (laughs) I don't know. It's almost like a roid rage. I think like Dutch (laughs) was meant to represent roid rage. Yeah. So now we leave that incident. Didn't happen. No fight. No harm, no foul. And then Allie shares the scoring system with Daniel. And so there's little tidbits along the way. So Daniel's, you know, he's putting on his stolen black belt. How does Allie uh, break this to him? Because she knows. She's been to All Valley. She was dating Johnny, right? She's probably been to a few All Valleys. Interesting. She might have been in that very locker room, right? Allie says, Daniel, look, everything above your waist is a point. You can hit the head. You can hit the sternum, the kidneys, and the ribs. Got it? I love it that his girlfriend is explaining the rules of All Valley to him. Yeah, he has That's no so idea. Cool. And Mr. Miyagi probably doesn't know either. So <laughs> yeah. thank goodness Allie's there. Yeah, so right there, away. Sal, and we knew this, head's legal. So all this other talk, I know yeah. there's this weird stuff with the crane kick being legal yeah. or not. You and I both know it is. Sure. There's other headshots in this tournament, and Allie laid it out right then and there. So Yeah. It just became sort of a funny internet trope that the kick yeah. might have been illegal. There you go. It's a trope. Well, after I heard that, I almost commented on that. So as she finishes that, and he's got it, we hear the Cobra Kai chant. So how does that go? Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. 
And they come by and they push Daniel. I couldn't tell who it was. So these, these guys are promoting alley like barks at them. So yeah, it's on. It's game time. There's like 20 of them, one of him, one of Miyagi Doe students, and they're picking on him. So now here we are, match one. All right, miscellaneous dojo. I don't know it. There's no name. There's just a white gi with a red circle logo on the back, and the student, this fighter, has a black belt. And when we see him, he's facing away. He's on his knees, kneeling down, facing away from Daniel. We see this later, so remember that. And the referee helps Daniel tie the the short red ribbon belt around his black belt, Mm, thus making him the red flag. And he has it on the whole tournament. So Daniel is designated always as the red flag. Wait, what does the red flag mean exactly? There's a red and there's a white flag as the referees do points. And Daniel is just, he's always going to have a red flag because he has the red ribbon on him. And I noticed that the opposing fighter didn't have the white. So it's just a given. I guess if someone's wearing the red, the other one's automatically the white. They never talk about this. Pat E. Johnson is tying it on him for him. So I've always seen it, but I really didn't focus on it until I did this deep dive. My meaning for it, I always thought that that meant the red thing hanging on the belt means you are a fighter in the tournament. You are currently a fighter. But in the you tournament. would see more of that. I know. Not Why did I even one. think that? Yeah, I don't know. You're untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> no headshots on this guy with the red ribbon. No. Yeah, look out. So then there's three refs, Patty Johnson being the main ref, the head ref. There's two males, including him. One female, because you had recently asked about that, you know, when we were talking. So yes, there's a female ref in the Karate Kid right there. I don't think the Karate Kid gets any credit or kudos enough credit, for being, enough for being credit. so ahead of their time by having totally. a female ref. I'm telling yeah. you again, there was only a female ref for a short time in the UFC a few years ago, and she's and then, gone. I have not seen a female ref in the UFC, which to me looks a little weird when you have a man yeah. refing women, and then the judges are men, and then the commentators are men. It's like, come on. Come on, guys. Seriously. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, then Pat E. Johnson, who just broke up the fight in the locker room, says what? And he says this a lot throughout the day. Face me, bow. Face, bow. On guard, fight. Hey! And it's on. The opponent attacks with a sidekick, and he hits Daniel's arm right away. The first freaking thing. And Daniel's kind of holding his arm. Mm. He goes flying out of the ring, point. Now, so it's very similar to what happened with Sam and Tori in All Valley. Remember when Tori got ruled out of bounds, mm, but yeah. Sam hit her in bounds? This was the exact same thing. And we also know that was a point. And we know why it wasn't a point because someone paid off the ref to, to look the other way. We can say that. It's not a spoiler, right? It's not a spoiler. Unless you haven't seen episode 10. So then stop this podcast now and go do so. And so that is a point. So Daniel's first thing, boom, point. And the opponent then charges and punches Daniel out of the ring. Because after he's got hurt, the next thing is he punches and Daniel retreats out of the ring, just completely on his own. And then he's trying to get his wits about him. I mean, he was just thrust into this, Sal. He doesn't know much about this type of fighting. And then Mr. Miyagi comes over with some words of wisdom, as he always does. Listen, remember your defense. Points will come. Concentrate. Focus. Power. Remember balance. Make good fight. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how, first of all, how you came up with that, with that idea or the approach and 
how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have? And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah, I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident in in mental health because I was trying to make connections with when as a family therapist. Awesome words. And Sal, that sounds very familiar from season four, episode 10, as Daniel talks to Eli. This fight is not about him. The biggest battle is always the one within. Okay, concentrate. Defense, focus, power. You find your balance and those points will come. So it's a different version, but they worked it in. That's straight out of the Karate Kid. Nice tie in there. Yeah, very cool. So now we're back to the fight and Daniel gets a warning for that leaving the mat, leaving the ring on his own. He just backed away and the ref comes over and says what? That's a warning for running out of the ring. Once more, it costs you a point. So there we've introduced point deductions, which comes into play in the Karate Kid Part Mm 3. Absolutely. Yeah. With Pat E. Johnson in charge of that fight as well in the Karate Kid Part 3. So Daniel does the same thing, Sal. Speaking of which, I should point this out. And not to go too far in the weeds, but in the Karate Kid 3, when the match first begins, he does leave the ring. Barnes comes at him real crazy, and he does not issue a warning. So it's like maybe this is his first match in this movie ever, and he's issued one, but in the future, maybe because he's a champ, returning champ. Oh, he gets a gimme? little leeway on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. So the opponent comes in, punching, charging. Daniel moves left, does a roundhouse to the stomach, point, one-one. Great at counters, these Miyagi-Do students, one of one. He go, knows defense. how to move. He knows how to go on the defense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about this attacking business. but. Yeah. And then the ref says. On your lines, that's one point round kick. Yeah, I call it a roundhouse. Patty Johnson calls it a round kick. But there we go, 1-1. One, one. And then the female ref, which I noticed this is funny, is now sitting down. <laughs> Yeah, this is a movie, Sal. There's lots of angles, lots of shots, lots of resets. The female ref, who's supposed to be one of the you know flag bearers and part of this thing, she's sitting down. Obviously, I, I totally spotted she's her. On break. And we only see she's on break, and we're still on the same match. <laughs> We've only gone like a minute. And we only see Johnson as the only ref. Because a lot of times you only see one in frame, but I love that she's sitting down on a sure. break. And then I also noticed, because they're kind of panning the crowd, we see Freddie's friends from the beach. And that's one Freddie Fernandez. Yeah. He's not there yet. He's he's pulling the LA, you know, come late, leave early. Yeah. And I spotted where Freddie would be sitting, there's another guy, an older guy, and he's well, not older, but older than these teenagers. And he has a camera and he's taking photos. Really? And another extra's taking photos, just a few people over. So are these real photos? Are these are prop cameras because I'd love to see the images captured that day. Well, if they had any forethought, they would have given them real cameras and film, but- yeah, but they're yeah. just making this movie called The Karate Kid. Sure, that might sure. have been their own cameras. Yeah. Oh, you wait, wait, the, the people in the crowd, their it cameras? Could, well, like, hey, if you have a props. camera, it could be a prop, but it also could have just been, hey, if you got one, come out, make it look lively. Wow. I don't that think about so that. Fantastic. Think about having that polar, not a Polaroid, there's probably- Fujifilm and you had it developed. And I would love to see if that's out there, please contact us. I think <laughs> Show around us that time, your images. You know what I had around that time? I think I had the Kodak disc. 
Yeah. Yeah. One of my older sisters gave me a gift of the Kodak disc. She was really into it, taking pictures. I think I would have had one of those around this time, I think. Ah, that's cool. So now the opponent charges again. He's partially out of frame. This happens a lot. You really can't tell what happens. But he appears to be doing some sort of spin. And Daniel chops his back 0.21. And then we assume Daniel wins because we're off. That's it. That's all you get. Sometimes you just get a little bit of the match and then we move on because after he scores that one, the famous song and montage kick off after what happens. Wait, after what happens? When Allie, a certain Allie with an I says, Oh, right. Daniel, you're the best. You're the best. And then what (laughs) What song is this, Sal? Oh, you're the best around. By? Joe Bean Esposito. Yeah. You want to give us a little bit of a- No, you do. I don't have the lyrics with me. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love karaoke so much, I need the lyrics with me. Okay, hum Otherwise, it. I have to do it justice is what I have to Okay, do. fair enough. Well, it's a great song. We know it as the Karate Kid song. Yeah. You're the best around. No, no, there no, 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 no. And it's just fun. And Allie starts it. We've already mentioned this before on our special episode of the Karate Kid, but that's what starts this montage. So we just see point two and we're out. So we're just assuming Daniel won three, two or three, one. We don't know. But we know he won. You know what, Jason? I'm having almost a, a newfound respect for Allie. She was great. Yeah, she's telling him the rules when yeah. he's getting ready. She's supportive. She's there yelling, cheering for him. Oh, great to have in your corner. Yeah. And she's Mr. Miyagi's translator for Daniel. So that's why <laughs> that she's too. courtside. Yeah, yeah. She's a professional. So now we're on to match two. This is the first Cobra Kai that Daniel faces. And just to be clear, he only faces Cobra Kais from here on out. Wow. Which is incredible. And he faces a lot of them. And this is Jerry. He's a brown belt. Mm. Everybody else is a black belt, including Daniel. So this Mm. is the only brown belt. I'm assuming brown belts can fight black belts. I've seen that at tournaments when I was younger. Mm. But for the most part, they usually wouldn't. And Jerry is played by whom? Oh, boy. So excited. Always excited to see Larry B. Scott. Mm. who was also Lamar in Revenge of the Nerds. One of the. If you haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds. It's a must. Hey, here we are in, the, in a world of nostalgia now. If you like nostalgia, go back to the 80s, watch Revenge of the Nerds. Great movie. Yeah, fantastic. There were several of them. There were several sequels, yeah. but the yeah. original was the one to see. Yeah. So Jerry advances. Now, you can see a pattern here. Most of these students, fighters, are coming on the attack in these tournaments. And when I fight, I tend to wait, and then I like to be more attacking as well, but... I guess Wait, I'm, you're saying you're more of a counter fighter? No, I tend to try to dictate terms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Set the pace. Yeah, I like to set the pace. Now, if, yeah. if someone's doing that to me, I can adjust, but I much prefer to do it. Sure. And Jerry advances with a front kick, and Daniel blocks, throws a front kick of his own. Jerry blocks, Jerry retreats, advances, throws a punch. Daniel lands front kick point winner. Sal, we just saw one point, but we assume, hey, Daniel already had two points. So, boom, we're moving quick. We got a montage going here. In the (laughs) 80s and 90s, we moved fast. Wait, hang on, Jason. The winner is whoever gets two points or three points? It's three points. Three points. But we, the audience, only saw one point. Sure, I see. And we don't don't know the final score again. It could be anything. Larry B. Scott, (laughs) Jerry could have one or two. We don't know if it was neck and neck or Daniel's just on this onslaught. And just going 3-0, 3-0. We start to see concerned looks of other Cobra Kai people. So he's obviously doing well, but we just know he's advancing. That's what we know. So he's got two down on the match three. 
another Cobra Kai, like I just said. And this one's Jimmy, Black Belt, played by Tony O'Dell. And we know him from other shows, or at least a really popular show in the 80s. And that was? Yes, Head of the Class. That's where I first saw. Yeah. I forgot if I saw Karate Kid first. Then I saw Tony O'Dell in Head of the Class. Or I might yeah. have seen because I used to watch Head of the Class. I loved Head of the Class, and he was like the real studious, nerdy, yes. preppy kid. I didn't recognize him from the Karate Kid. I saw the Karate Kid first, and then Head of the Class. Okay. But I never put it together until years later because he doesn't have that prominent of a role sure. in the Karate Kid. But anyway, well, yeah, I know. But he does. Come back later in Cobra Kai. He yeah. does. He is definitely in Cobra Kai. Of all the ones, you know, besides the two big players, Tommy, yes. Johnny, yes. and Dutch is not in Cobra Kai yet. No. And Jimmy's there. Recent action figures have not included Jimmy, unfortunately. Yeah, see, there you go. That tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> so Jimmy advances, big surprise, and does a high roundhouse. I love a good high roundhouse, Sal. Yeah. I really do. Really. Yeah. Either leg. Very and impressive. then. But you can't throw it slow. You throw it slow, you get sloppy, that stuff's blocked. Sure. Counter. So Daniel blocks it and throws a stomach punch. Point. Now, again, we don't know what the score is. We again assume Daniel won because that's all we see. Yeah. And when Daniel obviously scores, we see that female ref from the first match and she raises no flags, just a casual observer. So, you know, again, this is movie magic. You're moving around, you're doing a montage, and it's like, uh, they're not remembering, and they don't think we're going to remember. Was that female rev? It doesn't matter. This is really a fast-moving tournament. And while this is going on, it's intercut with other people fighting, I should say. You know, like Daryl Vidal and other Cobra Kais. You see Johnny doing a lot of amazing things because he's very acrobatic and tough. But I'm just focused on Daniel. We could even add up the points we've actually seen on camera, but we're not seeing three per fight by any means. But you know what, though? I'm loving this because this will be a lesson to any filmmaker. Yes. Do not take any frame for granted. People at some point will stop and analyze every damn frame. We're watching. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk Cobra guys watching. So now we're on to match four. Another Cobra Kai, a more prominent one, Tommy Black Belt, played by Rob Garrison. Rest Rest in in peace. peace. Mm. We lost him far too young. And if you have not seen that episode, take a right, Cobra Kai, season Uh, two. I mean, it brought me to tears. I know it brought uh, me to tears, too. There, there was something in my eye in that yeah. episode, for sure. A, a, a lot of something. A few times, yeah. But it's fantastic. It was a beautiful homage. And just to get him in the show before his yeah. passing, that was it was a miracle mm-hmm. to do that. And anyway, so Tommy comes out with a sidekick, attacking, of course. Daniel blocks. Then Daniel attacks Sal. Whoa. This is that, as Terry Silver would say, the little Cobra Kai in him. Oh. Yeah. So he goes on the attack. He throws a punch. Tommy blocks. This is actually a pretty good fight. He throws a reverse stomach punch. Point Tommy. Look out. Tommy's tough. Nice. Daniel holds his ribs. This comes into play later. He took mm-hmm. a shot right in the ribs, which is, have you ever been hit there, Sal? Because it's painful. I believe I had a hairline fracture from a botched body surfing accident. Ooh. I actually elbowed myself landing on the self-inflicted. Side. It was a self-inflicted. Yeah, exactly. I don't need an all valley. I will elbow. You'll just myself. do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So no more body surfing for me. They can be real tender. I never hurt one in a fight, but I definitely got ran into uh, in football and in the soccer field one time. Wow. I had a bruised rib, never yeah. cracked, but it's hard to breathe. 
And that's a scary moment where you're like, uh oh. Well, you take everything for granted, even putting a shirt on. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on a second. But anyway, so we don't know the score, but we do know that Tommy scored a point and Tommy looks possessed. I mean, he really does. He's raging. He throws a front kick. Daniel counters with a right punch just below the Cobra Kai logo point winner. Daniel. So Tommy was probably so possessed because he was down, you know, had to be there to, again, two, one, two, two. But either way, Daniel moves on and Crease for the first time looks concerned. Oh. Like, yeah. hmm, he's knocked out three of my guys. On to the quarterfinals. Now you start to get the names on the board because the All Valley leaderboard doesn't come into play until now. They can't put all these fighters on there. So we're down to the quarterfinals, which is a round of eight. And just before I go forward, let's go backwards for a second. If this is round five, round of eight, and we had four rounds prior, I don't know how this tournament worked, if it was pool play or whatever, but in my basic math, there could have been 128 fighters initially. I mean, we're four rounds in to get to eight. And Daniel's one of many, just basic math, mm. like round two when he fought, it could have been the round of 64, then the round of 32, the round of 16, then the round of eight. So you think about it, this was one huge All-Valley. You go back and look at it, it's a spectacle. Yeah. There's a ton going on. Unlike All-Valley now, it's more like the main stage. Back then it was like, even when he comes in the arena with Ali and Mr. Miyagi, they're like, Daniel LaRusso, please report to Matt 3 or whatever. And they're like, where's that at? Because there's just a ton going on, right? So... I believe it. There was probably that many fighters, or at least supposed to be. So now we're in the quarters, and here comes our guy, Dutch. Cobra Kai. Of course, he's a black belt. Now, here's what else I noticed, Sal, and it was always lost on me, but you look at the leaderboard, and it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Dutch is on the board. Dutch is his last name. What? Not a nickname. Dutch is his last name. It's on the board. <laughs> Only last names are on the board. So wait a second. Larusso last Lawrence. name, so and what's we never. His first name? We don't know. And much like Tommy, we don't know his last name. Wow. Jimmy, we don't know his last name. Jerry, we don't know. On and on and on. Bobby, we do know because Brown is on the board, and that's yes. hilarious. It's Bobby Brown. Oh yeah. Don't be cruel. It's my prerogative. It's on the board. <laughs> <laughs> so Dutch is his last name. Played by. I'm sorry, I, I forgot to go there. Played by. Chad McQueen, the son of Steve McQueen, famous movie star from the 50s and 60s. And 70s. And 70s? Okay. He was huge. Huge. Huge star. One of the biggest. Yeah. And this is his son who got really into racing because inspired by his father. We did a whole episode on Dutch, an yes. update episode. Yeah, Check yeah, that yeah, out. But he was not going to be a part of Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah, he came out on his daughter, posted on Instagram, thank you, but no thank you. But he's really into racing because of the movies his father was in. Yeah. Le Mans, I think he was on the set with him of that. And so he has a racing career. I'd still love to see him come back. If Terry Silver calls, answer. Well. Get Dutch and get Mike Barnes. Okay. Oh, oh, hello. Okay, so forget about Snake. Well, he could have Snake, <laughs> but I, he was a nothing burger. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could have him. Let me tell you something. After all we've been through with Cobra Kai, including the tales of, oh, is Chad going to come back and all that? If Chad McQueen showed up in season five. It'd be huge. I'd fall out of my podcast chair. I would really. Wow. That's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> we would all be so amazed. But you know what, though? I would not put it past 
those showrunners to I do something either. like that. And also, just to be clear, Snake was never really in Cobra Kai. He just wore no, the no, gear. No, no, no. He was just a, a no. Punk. He was just a like a hired henchman of uh, Terry yeah. Silver, right? Right. And John Avildsen's son, rest in peace. Oh, and that too. Yes. So now Dutch is doing his classic. So you know it. You know it well. Oh, yeah. The head crank, neck roll, yeah, yeah. and he's looking. I mean, yeah. by the way, we should also point out <laughs> if you're going to fight somebody and they start cranking get out neck, of there, just get, get the out hell of there. <laughs> but I, I want to point this out because we said it on that special episode. He trained under with a Chuck Norris. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he is of anybody. He came yeah. in the most ready to yeah. fight. It's probably why he's in this movie. Yeah. A, he's Steve McQueen's son, and oh, he has a martial arts background. He was no joke. Everyone else had to learn and get up to speed. But you can tell right away, like, oh, this guy's got kicks. He's legit. He's got the talent, but then behind that, that aggressiveness. You know, yeah, and there's that persona. even Johnny doesn't have. Exactly. So he does his head crank neck roll, and then Dutch attacks. And he comes in with this hook kick, Daniel Ducks, and then Dutch throws this super fast roundhouse to Daniel's head. I mean, he hits him hard, Sal. Whoa. Point one nothing. Well, there's your head kicks. Those are very legal in All Valley. Yeah, absolutely. And this also sets a precedent for Daniel in his own head. Like, all right, kicks to the head. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember right. that. If you can do it, I can do it. I know Allie told me, but I get it now. And then Dutch, he's moving and shaking. He's like an Ali, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard. He's he's showboating. Yeah. Dutch charges again, punches. Daniel moves. He does this a lot. When you come at Daniel with a punch, moves, throws a roundhouse to the stomach, point. And we think, we think, we've seen one one. That's what we know. But Pat E. Johnson declares Danielson winner. Uh -oh. So the footage of the other two missing points, it's yeah. happened in previous fights. We don't know. I would have loved to seen it. I really yeah. would have. Because yeah. this time, Kreese and Johnny both look concerned. Mm -hmm. He's just taken out Dutch. Oh, yeah. That's big. It's big. It's yeah. one of their big guns. Yeah. And I also want to say, I noticed right after the fight, you know, this is also film editing and coverage, but- the way it's cut, you see Dutch and Daniel look like they're getting reset and go again. Oh. The look on his face bouts over. Daniel's declared winner, but they probably inserted this frame or two of them resetting again. Mm. Just a little coverage. I was like, okay, well, you see that. And if you went back and watched it now, you'd recognize it. Like, oh, yeah, that, that bouts over. That's yeah. not how you act when it's over. That frame should have been in a yeah, maybe it's more than one frame, but yeah, that one little beat, they yeah. both look like it had to be one of the times they set. Yeah. Okay, set, okay, fight. So, because there's so many takes, yeah. of course, I'm sure. And, you know, we've talked to the editor of this movie yes. before, and now I should ask him these questions. I'm sure they would just had, <laughs> that looks the best, that looks the best, let's just yeah. use it. Continuity aside, let's just take that. It happens. So, mm. now we move on. Next, Daniel's getting his ribs bandaged Ooh. where he took the shot i guess it was the left side and mr miyagi's doing the bandaging mm. right not the medic like they do yeah. in all valley it's mr miyagi yeah. from the earlier hit i'm assuming it's just kind of been bothering him and it's funny so now we're moving into that was the quarters we're moving into the semis in the karate kid world that becomes the big stage the semis semis and finals that's when you're on the big big stage mm. it's the leaderboard's always behind us now and it's kind of funny, we come into this, I've seen this before, and I was, I was like, oh, I'll point it out now. You see Daryl Vidal, 1981 champ, doing like a little punching lesson for a fellow black belt mate who oh, he knows. Oh, yeah. 
I think I remember seeing that. He's uh, yeah, before the semis yeah. and the right there by the ring announcer Bruce Malmuth, aka what do I like to call him? Tex. His little outfit. It's the outfit. <laughs> and then Sal Bruce likes to announce Miyagi Do a little different. Yeah. It's like Miyagi Do. It's really strange how he does it. Well, I must admit, and I regretfully admit, <laughs> that in one of my early YouTube videos where I feature Daniel and Johnny action figures, it's a action figure review, I refer to it as a Miyagi-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo. Right. <laughs> I think we did this in season one. I know in the first two episodes, I was unclear too, because I've never seen it written before. Yeah. And when I saw it written, I was like, yeah, oh, Miyagi-Doo. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, it's not. It's a dojo. But he's yeah. even like, Miyagi-Doo. <laughs> and then Daniel even corrects him later. And then he kind of says it the same way. So Bruce is setting his ways, Tex. But then the announcer goes on to say, because you hear this over the PA, you don't really see him saying it, you hear him. Bobby was last year's runner-up. That's what he says. So I'm like, hold on, hold on. My radar is up. As I mentioned in season four, episode nine, The Fall, in season three, episode five, Miyagi-Do, the Valley News. Always goes back to Valley News. Love them. They do great work over there. So did you edit for them as well? <laughs> <laughs> there were two main papers in the Valley, the Herald Examiner and the Daily News. Then later on, the LA Times. So I, I think maybe this is an homage to those That's a hybrid. Three. Yeah, the, the main three papers of our area. Yeah, all Valley News. Well, their celebrated war veteran leads, Dojo to Fourth, All Valley Win, has lots of content in it. And Robbie was looking at this in Juvie and read this online, not an actual newspaper. And let's just go over this very quickly because there's a mistake here and we oh. don't know where it falls. So unless Tex got it wrong, but I call him Tex, the announcer. 1983, Johnny beats Tommy for the championship. Tommy had beaten Daryl Vidal to reach the finals and Bobby, Bobby Brown beat Vidal in the third place match. There used to be third place matches. We don't see one since then. Yeah. Only talked about. We've never seen one. Then in season two, episode six, Take a Right, which I referenced earlier, the great episode with Rob Garrison, Johnny says that Tommy beat Vidal to advance to the semifinals. Now, this makes sense because Johnny could have faced Bobby in the finals, right? Thus making Bobby the runner-up in 83, which Bruce just alluded to. However, in that same episode, Johnny and Tommy both confirmed that they fought each other in the finals and Johnny made it hard on Tommy. So I know it's a lot. It's like a tongue twister. It's like a who's on first. Yeah. But essentially, all roads point to something's wrong. Bobby was never the runner-up in 83. Wow. So you're saying Texas words are incorrect. Yeah, he's maybe read it wrong because oh. all the other stuff we have. Now, this was the first time this ever happened, though. So this is the source. This is the source material. Sure. So does the ring announcer have it wrong or was it just taken wrong moving forward? Mm-hmm. And then history was rewritten. Revision is history. Yes, yes. Because he says right then and there, Bobby was last year's runner-up. You hear it? It's like, wait a second, what? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of basically there's an issue there and we've never corrected that wrong. Mm. And I'm almost surprised that this show didn't correct it in Take a Ride, but they made it this way. And maybe they wanted to elevate Tommy, who was on his deathbed, essentially, Mm. when that happened. But they also could have said, Tommy, you made it hard on me in 82, right? There's no talk of 82 in this movie. They could have pushed it back a year. No, but I always refer back to Back to the Future. You know, it's that whole, you know, you change this, you change that. 
Exactly. Everything has to make sense. Yeah. Well, this is a glaring issue. And I know I've brought it up a few times, but it just, it was in my face today. Like, wow, I'd never, if I'd heard that before, I hadn't yet seen these episodes of Cobra Kai. And was like, wait, 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 this is not computing. So there's that, that happened. So we don't know who was the runner up, but I believe it's supposed to be Tommy, wasn't Bobby. And I'd still love to see a third place match every now and again, Sal. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And on the Daryl Vidal front, we do have an episode for Daryl Vidal, All Valley Karate Champion Daryl Vidal, 1981. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. We talk about this, but what's missing is this new discovery. Yeah. If you like going down rabbit holes. Yeah. Because this is all behind the scene, chronological stuff, rectifying things. I mean, this is yeah. next level. It is true. So now we have an exchange here. And this is Bobby in the semis getting ready to fight Daniel. And there's an exchange with his sensei. Oh. Kreese says, Bobby, I want him out of commission. Bobby says, but sensei, I can beat this guy. I don't want him beat. But I'll be disqualified. Out of commission. He's not having it. And so he has direct orders to just take him out. Yeah. Like, don't play by the rules, basically. Do you think the reason is that Kreese is now concerned and knowing what we know now about Kreese, like, if you lose all Valley to this new dojo with one student, mm. what are the ramifications against Cobra Kai, who are, who are the king dog, you know, in the Valley, and they have all these fighters? Is it, Or is it just inflict pain? Is he scared? Is he concerned of losing top dog, grand champion, or... I don't know. Or does he just want to see him suffer? Mm. Or both? Well, I think the idea is that Daniel cannot win. That's the idea. That's Kreese's mindset is Daniel cannot win. So therefore, he has to be just dealt with by any means necessary. It's it's very much probably an old war tactic. You know, well, just, I was going to say, it's very military. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, those are his orders and it's hard to argue with them. So Bobby, okay, you can just tell he agrees. But And even... Johnny's sitting there, and he doesn't really know how to take it. Yeah. But he doesn't have to do it. He's just waiting if he faces him. So, match six, semifinals. Cobra Kai, Bobby Brown, again, great name. Black belt, played by Ron Thomas. And he comes out, and Bobby does this jumping, flying, something out of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He's in the air for a second. It's an amazing move. And he does like this kick to Daniel's left knee. And I watch it so many times, Sal. And I mean, he must have just missed it in real life. It really looks great. One play and DQ'd. Oh. Yeah, that was it. We only see the one shot. And it's a tough shot. And Daniel's down. And we don't know if he's going to get back up. And then the announcer states, Bobby Brown disqualified for excessive and deliberate contact. And then he goes on to say rule 31-2. Now, I don't know if 31-2 is the excessive deliberate contact or because he goes right into 31-2. Daniel LaRusso has 15 minutes. It's 30 minutes now in Cobra Kai to see if he's able to return. If he's unable to return, John, not Johnny, John Lawrence wins first by default. John Lawrence. <laughs> so I listened to that five times. I hear him say, John Lawrence wins first by default. So I was like, okay. And then Bobby comes running up to Daniel. And what's he say? Yeah, because Daniel's laying there, right? Writhing in pain. Oh my gosh. And Terrible. Bobby says, Daniel, Daniel, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. 
So he's trying to apologize, but uh, yeah, a little late. Well, but it's his redemption. Bobby didn't want to do it. He was forced to do it. Again, you let people off the hook if they're a kid. But if this were an adult, you follow an order, then you apologize right afterwards. I mean, just yeah. don't do it in the first place. That would have been better. Yeah, just have a normal fight. Yeah. And the movie does this because they're setting themselves up and us up for this grand finale, which they don't hold back. We see every point in the final fight. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't have this in here, but we know what happens, Sal. He gets whisked away to the locker room where everything started with him putting on his gi yeah. and talks to the doctor, not looking too good. But what happens with Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso in the locker room? Oh, the famous. There it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they reference that later in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Remember Daniel was yeah, going to do like, it, but then he didn't. Medic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Miyagi does his famous hand warming and off the charts, hot hands, yeah. you know, like hot coal. And he puts it on Daniel and, and gets the knee working. I mean, that shot that he took looks brutal, but he's young. So maybe it's a bruise. Let's just hope it's a bruise. It's not an ACL yeah. or an MCL. It's probably, it could be meniscus, but it's a bruise. Miyagi does his trick. And of course, then... What do we hear the announcer say? Daniel LaRusso's going to fight. Daniel LaRusso's going to fight. Because <laughs> he's getting ready to give Johnny the trophy. Uh, First place, yep. you're by default. Uh, John, I should say. And Daniel LaRusso's going to fight, and he hobbles in. And, and from that point forward, he's always gimpy with the left leg. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's kind of favoring the right and, sure. and kind of soft and light on the left, which is a disadvantage. Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody, fight fan or not, would, would look at him hobbling and go, nah, he's, yeah. it's, done. it's done. Yeah, exactly. You're going against a two-time champion. Yeah, how about that? So now, the seventh match. Oh. Another Cobra Kai. The finals, a round of two. Johnny Lawrence, played by? William Zapka. Of course, he's a black belt. And he is the king of Cobra Kai. He is the top dog in the building, in the dojo. Two-time champ in 81. He fought brilliantly. And this fight, Sal, I got to say, having gone back and watched it today, I was, I was really impressed with it. I really was. In fact, everybody should go back and watch this finals again, wow. especially coming off Cobra Kai and all that we saw before the time. And even for now, this is a great fight. And I'm glad that Pat E. Johnson's there. And again, I, I was going to say this earlier, but he refs every one of Daniel's fights with the exception of one. I think it gets Jimmy. It's someone else doing the head ref because they're bouncing around. Mm -hmm. But he's back and there's a, another male ref and then another female. A different one A different female. Earlier. So that's wow. proving a trend. Ahead of their time. Ahead of their time. So now Johnny comes he doesn't mess around. This guy wants to win this thing. And he comes in running, jumping, front kick. Daniel moves. Johnny roundhouse to Daniel's head, which he throws a lot of these, Sal. Daniel blocks with his right arm. Johnny punches. Daniel blocks. Johnny punches. Daniel blocks. Johnny roundhouse to Daniel's head again. Daniel blocks. And then Johnny does a spinning heel kick. Daniel moves. Johnny roundhouse to Daniel's head. Daniel blocks. I mean, Sal, this, he is Miyagi-Do exemplified. 
He is defensive everywhere. It's amazing. His first tournament, he's going against two-time champ. And these are legitimate blocks. Yeah. I mean, i just forgotten some of this stuff. Yeah. And then Johnny does another spinning back heel kick. Daniel moves. Punch. Stomach punch. Point one zero. He's got the lead. Wow. This is pretty exciting. Do you remember that? Do you remember him having the lead? Because you probably haven't seen this in a while. Do no, no. I haven't that? seen this in a while. No, I forgot who took the lead up front. Okay. Now you know. Wow. <laughs> and then Johnny says... You're dead. Yes, yeah, they line back up. It's like, I forgot him saying that. Yeah. Pretty brutal. You had just said before we got going that you think Ivan Drago said this and, and Rocky. Yeah. Do not quote me on this, but I, I could have sworn there's a moment and he kind of almost mumbles it and he's got the mouthpiece. I think he's bloodied. Yeah. You're dead. I think Ivan Drago says that. Yeah. I know he says, I must break you. <laughs> it's a chance to go back and revisit it. Yeah. Like we don't visit that enough. And then Johnny goes on the attack again, and he throws a punch to Daniel's ribs. No call, Sal. Yeah. I was shocked. It looked like a point. Yeah. Those are those little moments, and we recently saw that on uh, Season 4, Episode 10 of Cobra Kai, where yep. it's not a foul, but it's not a point. And yet you're contacting. But this wasn't going to be a foul. This was just a no call. I mean, things graze. Not every – listen – not it's everything's sports. a point. Like, if you just punch a person, it's not automatically a point. Oh, yeah, but he hit him in a spot where there was, but maybe it wasn't clean contact. You know, it okay. could have been a, a glancing okay, a blow. But, but watching it, I was like, oh, wow, that could have easily been a point. Okay. But that happens in tournaments. So, yeah. and then Johnny grabs Daniel's gi, and you had asked about this in the last episode, yeah. and sweeps both legs. Wow. And boom, Daniel takes that. Daniel pushes Johnny off with his injured leg. So now, of course, wow. Daniel has this issue, has this hobbled leg, this compromised leg. Then Johnny throws a high sidekick, really high sidekick. Daniel drops down. This was amazing. I know you remember this. He drops down and does like a scissor, scissors uh, Johnny's legs, takes him down. Johnny goes face down on the mat. Like, oh, I've never yeah. seen him learn this move. This yeah. wasn't one of Miyagi's moves. Like, yeah, yeah, do the scissor kick. And then when he goes face down, Daniel backhands Johnny's back, point to nothing. Very much an embarrassing moment for Johnny, I would think. Yeah, he wasn't expecting it. He probably, you know, I was like, wait, what? That That move, though, was amazing. It really was. And he's one away from being the champ. And then Johnny's nose is bleeding. So here's the two-time champ on the ropes. Mm. Literally uh, on the ropes, or figuratively, there's no ropes, but you know he's in trouble. He is in trouble. So then, Sal, you hear a heckler oh. from the crowd. And what does this patron have to say? Hey, Johnny, you're a cream puff. That was probably an extra who just went there. <laughs> I wonder if they- if, Or maybe yeah. they said, okay, say who's got something for me? Go ahead, Appleton. No, you like, know what? In yesteryear of movie making, they were a little looser. Like, if they were to make yeah. this movie today, they'd have to make sure that that voice that did not person, just come from an extra. It came yeah. from a voiceover artist in the studio. You know, it's it's more distinct now. Back then, yeah, it could literally have been. Because let me tell you something. When I worked as an extra on For the Boys, Mark Rydell came out and he said, hey, oh, who no, can Mark cry Rydell. on cue? And he had stacks of cash. He says, who can cry on cue? We're handing out $20 bills. I wanted that $20 bill. <laughs> I think I shed a, I think I chopped a few onions there, there you uh, go. on the set of For the Boys. But my point is, I think like if they were to do that today, they probably would have had to have me audition ahead of time. It would have been a little more formal. So yeah. back then in 84, yeah, that probably was an extra yelling that out. They probably let him get away with it. Exactly. exactly. It was a different time. So I'm glad it happened. It cracks me up every time I hear it. Yeah. And then Sal, 
we hear some of the most famous lines in the Karate Kid universe. Yeah. Infamous. And please enlighten us. Kreese says, sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? Johnny says, no, sensei. No mercy. There it is. The first time we ever hear the words, no mercy. Right? Is that the first time? No, wait, wait a second. Well, it could happen in the dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen in the dojo. Let me take that back. The first time it was used in this manner... Yeah. Like yeah. telling someone. Like show no mercy yeah, in the sense. I'm sure in Cobra yeah. Kai Dojo, that'll be another episode. This yeah. is just about here and now. <laughs> a special episode, Let's Talk Cobra Kai, the history of the phrase, no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. <laughs> well, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. This is a big moment as well. They also had no medics on staff because Kreese is literally wiping blood from Johnny's Well, there nose is with that doctor finger? with the doctor's coat. He's the one who checked on Daniel in the locker room, but he's Why not is checking Kreese on wiping Johnny. blood with his hand? Who does this? There's no timeouts in this era. This is a different All Valley, wow. Sal. So Johnny, not happy about this. He, much like Bobby, though, he's like, he acquiesces, like, oh, what's he going to do? Fight Crease? Yeah. If you want to see that fight, tune in to uh, Karate Kid Part 2. So then it's interesting that down to nothing, Crease is willing to risk potential DQ to have Johnny go after some sort of. You know, no mercy rule. Well, it's remember like, wow, the idea is already to on eliminate, the ropes. eliminate Daniel by any means necessary. That's, Kill that's him. the idea. Yeah, pretty much. If if you could get away with it, that's what you're going to do. It's yeah. crazy. So then Johnny comes out and does a low kick on Daniel's injured leg, like the ankle, causing him to fall. Kind of like a tough sweep, like catches him low and causes him to fall. And then Johnny does a roundhouse to Daniel's head, point. And it's brutal, much like what Dutch did earlier. So he like kicks his leg out. So Daniel's falling and then pops him with his other leg. It's like very impressive. And Daniel is in pain. A, his injured legs rattled and he took another shot to the head. He might be concussed, Sal, from the kick by Dutch earlier. Plus he's got the injured ribs and the leg. I mean, he's hanging in there. He's tough, no doubt about it. Yeah, he is. And so much of fighting... Is you got your endurance, you got to have endurance. Yes. Uh, you got to have the skill and the talent, of course. But you have to be able to take punishment. If you cannot take punishment as a fighter, no matter how good you are, good luck to you. Well, he can do that. And look at the road here. Yeah. You know, all these Cobra guys. And then Crease on that move that Johnny just did, nods to Johnny. That look of approval from the sensei. Yeah. And then Johnny starts to dropped to his knees like it was weird shot another one of these moments where it's like the editing you can just tell that he's gonna go down and we see him do this later and they cut away Hmm. so again it was probably just like yeah let's use that shot and we don't really know what he's doing i know what he's doing because i'm studying it and i see it later and but we'll talk about that in a second and then the ref checks on daniel and so no timeouts at all so daniel is really banged up and cobra kai There'd be a timeout. There'd be a chance to go talk and have a little powwow with Mr. Miyagi and his translator, Ali. Maybe bring Lucille out of the stands and she could talk. But no, there's nothing. It's like, you all right? Just check it on him. So then Johnny attacks, does a fake punch, leg sweep. There it is, Sal. He was told to do it. 
Daniel counters, raises his leg up. That's a good way to counter a sweep. Just raise your leg up. Spins away. Johnny punches. Daniel blocks with his arm. Falls, rolls, hops up. Remember that? He's like on the ground, but he gets up in an instant. Mm, yeah. And he's got the bad leg still. He's hopping around. And then Johnny does like punches left, punches right. Daniel moves. Roundhouse to stomach. And Sal, this could have ended it right here. I mean, I thought, oh, is that another one they didn't call? Mm. But out of nowhere, Johnny grabs that with both arms, grabs that leg right before it hits him. That would have been ball game. So he has one of Daniel's legs in his arms yeah. and sweeps the injured leg. Oh, nice. Now you really understand how hurt he was. Sure. And then he tries to do a, remember this, the leg stomp. Like the foot stomp, and Daniel just is rolling away, yeah, and then yeah, Johnny right, does right. another foot stomp with the other foot, and he does another, and then Daniel keeps rolling, and then Johnny drops down and does a chop on Daniel because he's very vulnerable, his back's exposed, two mm. two. Wow. So he is battled back, the wow. champion, the warrior, and then that's all we see. No, it's good. <laughs> good night. <laughs> that's it. They just give the trophy, and then Johnny is on the attack again. He fakes. Daniel attacks, punches, punches, punches. So Daniel's, hey, he's had enough, Sal. He's on the attack. He's going full Cobra Kai or Eagle Fang here. <laughs> he was Eagle Fang before Eagle Fang. Way before Eagle Fang. Another punch. Then Johnny does a flurry of kicks. You can't really see. They're so tight. You just see like body move and Daniel retreats, retreats, retreats. Off the mat, out of bounds. Ah. Is that a deduction? Is it? A, he's already been warned back in the first match. But much like in Cardi Kid Part 3, no warning, no carryover. The warning from way back when, earlier today. And then Allie, you can hear her, which is not a big line, but it's nice to hear her. Nice to know she's still there. And what does she say? Come on, Daniel, you can do it. Come on. That's not a bad uh, Elizabeth Shue. Hey, <laughs> thank you. I've been working on it. Nice to hear. Nice yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an right. encouragement. He's only yeah. got a couple fans. Uh, you yeah. never hear his mom, or if you do, she's just not as distinct. But Allie, we know her voice because they put it there. And then Daniel does a roundhouse. Johnny drops to a knee, does another leg sweep on Daniel's injured leg. Ouch. Daniel rolls, hops up, attacks, grabs Johnny, slams Johnny to the ground with his arm. I was like, oh, yeah, this did happen. Johnny punches Daniel in the leg. Daniel falls. Johnny does that classic front handspring. We don't know what to call it. Thing that Hawk mastered. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. your back, though, facing up. So it's, yeah. I don't know what you call it, but he mastered it much like Eli did. I called him Hawk, but he was Eli in the moment, yeah. right? He's kind of switched over. And I noticed that Johnny, in that moment, when he hopped up and all that was going on and Daniel gets hit, I noticed that Johnny lost his headband. Oh, in wow. the moment, I saw that on the ground. And then Pat E. Johnson, with like cat-like reflexes, reaches in, grabs it, and pulls it out of the way. So they wouldn't stop filming. So that was like a real-life effect that you see in the movie, nice. which is kind of neat to see. And then Johnny does a roundhouse to Daniel's head. Daniel blocks with his arm. Johnny, another roundhouse to Daniel's head. And again, Daniel blocks. Johnny punches. Daniel blocks. Johnny, yet another roundhouse to Daniel's head. Daniel blocks. Johnny does a spinning heel kick. Daniel moves. Johnny's sidekick out of frame. Can't really see it. Johnny does a roundhouse to Daniel's head. Daniel blocks. Johnny does a punch to Daniel's face. Johnny hits him in the face so hard, and he drops on the ground. It just looks like a fighter. His wow. glass jaw just goes straight down. Now, 
I'm assuming that could have been a point and changed history, but maybe a headshot of that kind of maliciousness and intent and violence, it was a no call. Now, why? how come you kick somebody in the face, you score a point, you punch them in the face, you don't score a point? That's what I'm saying. I don't know why that was not – if it was too severe, it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like when we talked about the Olympic fighter yeah, that yeah. got DQ'd for doing nothing more than knocking the guy out. But it was like, yeah. well, it was over the line of a degree of, you know, maybe you're kicking too hard. This is a gentleman's hard. sport. So maybe it's some of that because a kick to the head, if you don't follow through, a kick to the head's like, ow, you hit me. But since Daniel dropped like a sack of potatoes, and it was hard to watch. It was like, oh my gosh, I forgot he takes that hit. But it's not a point. Wow. And maybe it could have been a deduction. So, and then Pat E. Johnson comes in, our famous ref, and says, you okay? And Daniel says, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, he shakes it off. So that's your timeout. The ref checks it on you. Okay, you okay? Okay, okay. So, like, not now. We would go check on his head. Could he see? Is he concussed? So now we see Johnny on both knees facing the other way, what we saw the first opponent do. And it looks cool, though. I don't know where it comes from or what this is. So it's like not even at his opponent, looking the other way in a peaceful setting. And maybe there's some sort of karate move or maybe it's an homage to a show like Kung Fu. I just don't know where this particular move comes from. Mm. And then you hear the announcer say, Whoever wins our next point will be our new champion. A couple things here. Yeah. I see text behind the ref and he's not on a mic or even talking at all. So there's yeah. that. That was just a continuity. Oh. You know, he, so it's our guy. It's yeah. you know our announcer, Bruce Malmuth. But not he's not really saying it. So wow. there's that. And secondly, if Johnny wins, he would just remain the champion and yeah. not be named a new champion. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. He would remain the champion. You would just call him from the beginning the defending champion then officially, right? Defending champion. Whoever wins our next point will be our new champion. That's exactly yeah. what he says. Well, is this much like the 51st Doll Valley when the fix was in? Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I joke. I joke. But I just, it's the little things. It's like, well, yeah, no, okay. no, no. Believe me, you know, our listeners know I used to work at a newspaper. Every word makes a difference. Yes. Calling it. New champion instead of the champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those words make a difference. Yeah, because at that point in time, he already knows it's going to be Daniel. Either it's written or it's said wrong. It's not yeah. caught. And by the way, since it's just a dub in because we see him just standing there, it could have easily been fixed. Sure. Yep. And it made it all these many years later. And we're talking about it here now on a podcast. But yep. hey, that's what I love about it. It became meta is what happened. It became meta. And then our ref says... No point. No reason. No deduction. Was it too hard? But so it goes. We continue on. And then Daniel attacks with a roundhouse of his own. Props to Daniel. Johnny grabs his leg and does a left elbow to Daniel's injured leg. Oh. And it's bad, Sal. And Daniel is in great pain. And this very easily coulda, shoulda, woulda been a DQ disqualifying it disqualifying johnny, for johnny it. Yes. it was as bad as what bobby did mm. wow. you know it's already an injured leg yeah and it's a two-two fight and he just maliciously comes down and hurts you know some other part but he knew the ref knew and so it looked terrible and then you hear tommy 
who has his own famous line coming up, but he, we hear him in the background right here. And what's he say? It's over, Johnny. Yeah, you did it. And then our ref. Hey, son, you okay? Can you go on? He's checking. He knows how bad he's looking. He's hobbling already. Now he's going to be worse. In fact, they should probably give him 15 more minutes and Miyagi can do more of his magic. (laughs) But unlike All Valley, no timeouts here either. And Mr. Miyagi looks concerned. And then the most infamous line in the entire franchise, Sal, is spoken. Get him a body bag! Yeah! (laughs) Tommy comes through again. Oh my gosh, it's one of the greatest lines. I don't know if that's improvised or scripted, but my gosh, what a line. Well, I mean, it's terrible meaning. No, you know, it's a very military meaning as well, but go on, sorry. That line became, I think, at this point, infamous due to the fact that later on, Mm. Our actor, Rob Garrison, when he dies on Cobra Kai, on the show, not in real life. Before in real life. Yeah. So on the show, he passes away and they zip him up in a body bag. At the very end of the episode. And then, unfortunately, X amount of months later, he passes away. But by yeah. the time you watched it, sure, he had already passed. Or no, it was right on the verge and you had just watched that episode. So all that was very fresh. Yeah. So, so then words, it has this whole other meaning, you know? Well, to me, those words now uh, become haunting. Haunting words. Yeah. And then our ref says, Warning for the illegal contact to the knee. I don't think he wanted to call it there. I don't think he wants to call the finals on a disqualification. So no. he lets it continue. And not to mention, he could have called a winner with the punch. So whatever reason, and thank goodness for the Karate Kid lore, the show went on a few more beats because we know what's coming. And Daniel in pain, in great pain, goes into the crane stance with the injured leg, the left leg, in the air. It's already hobbled, so now it's off the ground. And Kree says, Finish him! And then we hear Bill Conti's score and builds. And uh, don't worry, I won't make you do a rendition (laughs) of a score. It's so amazing. (laughs) And Daniel is so focused. And Mr. Miyagi recognizes and approves Daniel's choice of the grind. Yeah. It's almost like an emergency measure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is all I got. (laughs) Almost like Miyagi wouldn't have advised him to do that. But now he has to do that. Yeah. Oh, you know, and thank goodness he saw Miyagi doing this. Daniel took this on his own and learned the crane. It wasn't part of the workload. No, no. It was like, oh, he's doing this. I'll work on it. And Daniel was terrible at it Mm -hmm. for a long time. In fact, pause. In the Karate Kid, when Mr. Miyagi is doing the crane, which is very difficult to do. He's doing it on a post. Yes. It's very, very difficult. But who's actually doing it? Oh, who, who was that? Was it the choreographer? Daryl Vidal. Oh, yes. Yes. Daryl Vidal. So if you go back and watch Mm -hmm. it now, it doesn't really look like Miyagi. It's slightly different. So our guy, Daryl Vidal. That's real name. I say our guy. It's his real name. And it became his karate kid name. And he also invented the crane kick for this movie. So yeah, there's more stuff there for everybody and us. And so yes, break glass, do the crane kick. 
Johnny not seeing it, but he's not looking confused like Mike Barnes is and the third credit kid. Like, what do I do with this? What, what's yeah. going on? He just comes charging in and he begins to throw a punch, which is yeah. not a good move for this. In fact, I'd probably come in with a leg sweep, yeah. not a punch. Sure. Yeah, because the leg will outreach the arm. Yes. And then Daniel goes into the crane movement, jumps up in the air, hits Johnny in the head with his healthy leg. Mm. He's standing on the healthy leg. Yes. He jumps up, uses the momentum to whip up, hits Johnny square in the head, yep. and then lands on the injured leg and quickly switches back to the right leg. That's what he does. Okay. We talked about this before. It was like, yeah. yeah, he really he did a harder version than it is because he couldn't really stand on the left leg mm-hmm. for very long. And it's amazing. We've seen the crane. You know, everyone's seen it. The fact that that moment just plays out that extra beat just because of how it looks, it's just, it was the perfect thing for the movie. The crane itself has transcended the Karate Kid, transcended the art. Yeah. Because now the crane, you, you'll see people doing the crane. I forgot to mention to you, I saw, I forgot what it was, if it was a commercial or something, somebody does the crane, you know, like for a car dealership or something. Well, they did that in the LaRusso Auto Group. Well, there you the, go. Yeah. Taking the, photos with the fans. Was it Sorry I Met Your Mother? Where we had the crane also, or was it? Or How I Met Your Mother. How I, how, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I met, that's I, another show. No, that was my old podcast, Sorry I Met Your Mother. No, How I Met Your Mother, or was it It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Where in, yeah. Does somebody do the crane in that? Well, yeah, there, there's lots of references in those, oh, okay. in those. Anyway, the point is the crane has yeah gone In, in that show, the they're like, body bag, body yeah, bag. Yes, right, body bag. <laughs> well, that is a point, by the wow. way. That head kick was intense and it hits yes. Johnny square. Johnny, sorry, we got caught off there, but Johnny drops face down again. Yeah. Point winner, three, two, Daniel. And the announcer says, the new champion, Daniel LaRusso. And then Johnny grabs the trophy from Tex mm-hmm. and then runs it over to Daniel, who's being lofted up, hands it to him. And he says, lines, I think now almost as classic as some of the others. <laughs> You're right, LaRusso. That's it. Buddies. That put their friendship in motion. And then, Sal, we see Freddy Fernandez and friends pick up our hero. I still still laugh that Freddy Fernandez is even there. Why is he there? There There is an episode that you should check out. I highly recommend it. Daniel LaRusso's first friend, Freddy Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. We cover all all things Freddy Fernandez. All things. And then Daniel says, while he's being hoisted and bounced around, what does he say? Mr. Miyagi, we did it. We did it. All right. Woohoo. Yeah. And then there's wow. a tight shot of Mr. Miyagi looking back. So cool. Oh, the classic, uh, classic. Right? smile with a little head nod. Right? Yeah. We freeze on that. Mm-hmm. And that's how the kid from New Jersey who moved to Reseda became All-Valley Karate Champion in 1984 and forever known as the Karate Kid. Wow. Wow. Woo. That's intense. That's wow. even more intense coming off all 51st Annual off of Cobra Kai. I wow. know. I thought I would just take a little peek at this and we'd talk about it. And I was like, wait a second, this gets in depth. And I was in a rabbit hole, Sal, and I had to come out of it. And the only way to come out of it is to work your way out of it and <laughs> do beat by beat by beat. Well, you know what? The more we go along on this journey, on our personal Cobra Kai journeys, I have more respect 
for all valley. Absolutely. It's almost like all roads lead to all valley. Yeah. You know, let's not forget that. You know, let's not forget what so much is about is about the all valley. And of course, we had a wonderful conclusion to the last All Valley 51st Annuals, Season 4, Episode 10. Amazing. And you're right. It is all roads. We have never had that many, so we're never oversaturated with them. We want more of them. I mean, this was the first one, and it set the bar high. Karate Kid Part 3, unfortunately, as much as I like some of the movie, I have issues with other parts, but there's only we only see one fight. We don't get to experience All Valley. We just yeah. see the one fight, and that fight's watered down and has issues. Then Cobra Kai has brought it back. We've seen two. 50th anniversary and the 51st anniversary. Great. But in four seasons, they gave us two. And that's probably right. Because if you got an All Valley every season, no, no, no. it would be watered down. Yeah. You, you got to have time to miss it. Exactly. But I will say this, just to piggyback on this, as far as the significance of the All Valley, you know, yep. on my YouTube channel, Salvador Los Angeles, I've at this point now reviewed a number of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai action figures. Yes. But the highest viewed, not only of mine, not only my action figures that I've reviewed on my channel... The highest viewed Karate Kid Cobra Kai action figures hitting almost 700,000 views Hmm. is my video, Salvador Los Angeles, of the All Valley Daniel and Johnny action figures commemorating the All Valley. Yeah. So just goes to show you that you can make other Cobra Kai figures, make other Karate Kid figures. The All Valley figures are still most popular. So all the more reason to go back and watch the Karate Kid and relive the 84 All Valley. I'm going to do it. You have an audio podcast that can take you through it after you've enjoyed it again. You can enjoy it on the road. And it's funny, I did hear this one thing. It's intermittent because there's other dialogue, but you hear an announcer before you even meet Bruce Malmuth. I think it's early on. It's like when they're still walking in the arena and before or after Ali tells him the rules and before Cobra Kai comes by and chants and shoves him, Yeah, you hear like, at intermission, there'll be a exhibition from, and then you hear like master, and then they're talking to so you can't hear. So interesting. There's no skills competition in All Valley until 51st, but there was an exhibition of some sort of master did something, and there's intermissions at All Valley. So I thought, well, that's really interesting, well, but we never see that. They had a musical that. guest. Do you think they had a musical guest back then? No, I'm thinking it was someone that came out from a, a faraway land or trained under this guy. It could have been board breaking. It could have been a kata. It could have been a weapons thing. But it was it was pretty neat. But we don't see it. We never see it. Wow. We just hear about it. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to listen. I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to it again. I'm going to watch it again. I'm if there was a way that. to dump the audio and just hear the announcer, there's probably so much on deleted scenes. And I've talked about this. I want to see an inflated version of The Karate Kid, just with all the other fixings. And no, it won't be as good as the original, but we just want to see the stuff we never saw. You know they shot a lot this day at the All Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot. A whole lot of B-roll. whole lot. But I'd I'd definitely sift through it if given the opportunity. So that's all I got, Sal. Thank you for going on this ride with me. And that leaves another champion for a future episode, potentially, All Valley Karate Champion. Johnny Lawrence, 1982 and 1983. Although no footage, but we can always speculate. But that's a potential thing. But a lot of fun to do this deep dive today. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. And also giving me more greater respect and reverence for the under-18 All-Valley Karate Tournament. Absolutely. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. 
And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.